Hello friends, this is Joy. I'm cutting potatoes. <laughs> I have to multitask. You know, I really ideally just wanna sit down in my chair in the corner with a cup of tea and talk with you for hours. But you know, it's three o'clock. I gotta pick up my daughter from her job. She's 14, almost 15. She has a job now. So I gotta pick her up. My husband's picking up the other kids from my friend's house. They spent the day there, part of the day there, playing. And, you know, starting supper is like right after lunchtime sometimes. So I actually have my cup of tea while I'm cutting potatoes. I think I'm gonna do like potato wedges. And have you ever seen, okay, that should be enough potatoes. Have you ever seen those um, where you drop eggs like, okay, well, a muffin tin, and then you grease it, and then you drop an egg in there, and then you, not drop, crack open a raw egg, put it in there, fill up each muffin tin, no liner or anything, and you sprinkle cheese, salt, herbs, or whatever you want on top, and it's, it just pops out when it's done, the egg. It's just like this egg cup, and oh, there's always like some wonderful child of mine, that is like, oh, eggs. And I say, yes, eggs, have at least one. Because see, we have chickens. And right now, I'm looking at a bowl full of eggs and a basket full of eggs. And I haven't even picked eggs yet from the coop. So I know there's a lot of eggs down there. So eggs are good for you. And I just smile at them and say, yes, eggs. <laughs> Now, if you put, you could put like a source of meat. We don't eat pig or pork. Um, so you could always put, I don't know. Obviously, everybody says, oh, well, put a ham or chicken. We're always like, we always have chicken because we butcher our own chickens each year. So chicken kind of gets old. I don't know. You could always do beef or what is another form of meat? Like a ground, see, sausage Ground sausage has pork, so you can't, we don't do that. I don't know. So we usually just make ours with, um, make ours with just cheese on the top. So not that, doesn't need to be fussy. So that's just an ideal for a meal. And you can also freeze them though. The ones that were frozen, I never took out to see how they were. You know, how they fared. <laughs> so I'm just sprinkling these russet potato wedges with salt. Probably some herbs and maybe some garlic granules. Sometimes I don't sprinkle them with oil and they turn out great. So I'm gonna grease the liners or the muffin tin here. Um, and then what I wanted to talk about a little bit is um, what my week looks like here. We're um, preparing for the Passover this weekend. I think we're celebrating it on Saturday. Um, a lot of people have different ideas of calendars. That's one thing I'm learning as we are getting, oh, well, I'll be so bold to say I'm getting, we're getting out of Babylon. <laughs> That's what my husband says. So a lot of things have an, a lot of, um, well, it was as we were going to a church building, a church building, because obviously church is the body of Christ. So we can have, church is believers gathered. So I'm just going to say church building, big box, you know what I mean. 
kind of happened around then. We started just really feeling the stirring of something is off. Maybe we couldn't put our finger on it at the time. My husband is was the one that was kind of pursuing it, and I was along for the ride. Um, I also know my husband has really, really good discernment and wisdom. So when your husband brings up an idea to you and you're like, what? Don't disregard it. Think about it. Pray about it. Even if you think it's absurd, don't laugh or disregard him. Because these men have feelings too. And I know there was a topic not too long ago that I did that. And I could tell it hurt him. So, be okay listening to them. Even if it seems different. Because when we want them to do that to us. So as we were going to this church, there was, um, I don't know, our eyes were just open to a lot of things that didn't seem to match God's word. Where did these traditions come from? They seem like man-made. How do these man-made traditions lead to Christ? For instance, the Easter egg hunt. Oh boy, if you do some research on the Easter egg and the bunny and why that is in today's culture, the history of it goes way, way back to Ishtar. Ishtar, Queen Ishtar, or whoever, she, she probably was a queen. Um, Ishtar Easter. She was a fertility god. And see what's great about this, you guys? If you're like, what? Because my church celebrates Easter and... We do those egg hunts and they're just so fun. Um, it is really important to learn where these traditions come from. It is important. And maybe somewhere along the way we were taught that it doesn't matter. Or it's all we know, I should say. My husband and I both grew up in the church. It's all we knew. But it's okay to do a little research. To wonder why your heart is wondering why it doesn't feel good. Why do you feel, if we're praying for discernment and wisdom, which we should be getting up in the morning, I'm starting this, getting up every day and praying for discernment. Give me wisdom. Don't let me be deceived, Lord. Um, if you just look up Easter, what is the history of Easter? It'll tell you. And I think I told you this on my other, um, I always want to say video, my other talk. Um, it's pretty easy to find pagan ways and the history behind it, you know? It really is. It was a lot easier than I thought. So once I read a little bit into what Easter was, I understood why my husband um, said no more Easter egg hunts at church. And I said, yeah, sounds good. So of course we were like, hey, look at what we learned, friends. This is what it's about. Um, we just were kind of um, looked upon with glazed over eyes or rolled eyes or <laughs> you guys are crazy. Well... Are we? Don't these, don't these traditions, man-made traditions matter at all? I think they do. I really think they matter. So that was like our first eye awakening is Easter. But then we're like, well, okay, Passover. What, what is Passover? That's in the Bible, you know? So Passover. Um, 
And, and I'll just say that we don't, we're not celebrating Christmas either. That's been about two or three years now that that's, uh, was kind of uh, brewing inside of us and we couldn't pinpoint why for a while until a lot of kind of doors were open and revealed why. So I won't get into Christmas right now, but you can probably think the same thing as Easter. It comes from pagan roots. And to me, if something is used to be a pagan holiday and then it's over time, the Roman Catholic Church and Christians, Christian groups and Christian church way back just claimed it as a Christian holiday. Um, that should bother me instead of, no, well, God knows my heart. Yes. But you know what I want you to ask yourself after you say, but God knows my heart. I want you to say, but do I know God's heart? Right? Do you know God's heart? Well, you know, Joy, you justified it. You knew the truth. You knew the truth behind Easter and Christmas and how I say in my word, um, stay away from pagan holidays. In his word. Hold on a second. In his word. We're told not to celebrate that. So it's not like we're completely clueless. We just have to read his word a little bit more. It's almost like a treasure hunt. So I can't, I don't want to get to um, eternity. I don't want to get to heaven and stand in front of Jesus. Well, you knew the truth, but you just didn't at all care. I really value God's word. I know it's the truth. And I... I think we have desensitized ourselves quite a bit to, um, ah, it's okay. Ah, it's okay. I think we're a ho-hum type of culture and generation. I don't want to be a part of the ho-hum. I want to be on fire. Do you think Jesus' disciples were ho-hum? Sitting home, ah, it'll eventually reach them. We'll probably know the truth, but uh, I just feel like we're a little weird. Like we're going to be just... People are going to think we're weird if we, if we say this. No, they went and did it. They followed after Jesus' example of what to do and share the gospel. Jesus grew up a Jew, of course, but he celebrated these festivals that are listed in Leviticus. So he celebrated them. And if we are to be like Jesus... And if we are told to celebrate anything, it is those festivals. And that's in, um, I think it's Leviticus 23. So Old Testament you're looking at. In Leviticus 23, okay, I have 15 minutes to talk, so I kind of have to get to it before I have to leave. So oh, let me grab my notes here. Um, so I think... Labeling it Old Testament and New Testament, we can think in our minds that's old. So why would we want to go for it? You know, why would we want to believe anything or think it's valid today? I shouldn't say believe anything. Why, why do we think it's valid today if it's the Old Testament? Okay, well, the first thing that you could say if someone brings that up is Ten Commandments are in the Old Testament. I do not think the Ten Commandments are done away with. Do you? I don't. As I'm on this journey, it was, it's such a, I have gleaned so much wisdom from 
certain people on YouTube regarding this. And if you feel like you need to go to YouTube to figure all this out, really pray for discernment about who you're supposed to listen to. Because there are some um, people that maybe lean more towards Jewish traditions and ways, which, yes, okay, so Jesus was Jewish. Um, but we are grafted into the family, correct? We are the branches. He is the vine. We are the branches. We are grafted in into the family. Um, that's how I can be a follower of Christ. I don't come from the Jewish lineage. <clears throat> so you are grafted in. We are part of Jesus's. We want to be like him. We serve him. We worship him. We want to follow his ways. But when he died on the cross, um, he fulfilled, fulfilled the law. He fulfilled a lot of Jesus's prophetic coming, prophetic birth is written in the Old Testament. So if we say, hey, you know what? That Old Testament is done. It says in the Old Testament, in Isaiah, in multiple places, that he is coming. That there will be someone coming. So as I'm learning all this, and I feel like I am really, really brand new learning, I want to be careful if I'm um, celebrating something that it lines up with God's word. Otherwise, I'm not doing any of it. I'm not doing any of it. So if our aim in life is to be Christ-like, Christ is God's son. And the only way to the Father is through Christ. I want to only do festivals, holidays, that pertain to him and truly him. I don't want any roots of paganism behind what I what I celebrate. Um, I, I want more meaning. Don't Aren't we all just looking for more meaning? And as we celebrated Passover last year for the first time, actually, once we were done celebrating Christmas and Easter, and it's been about three years, there has been such peace, undescribable peace in our home, in our lives. Um, I know there's blessings in obeying the Lord and his word. And so when we started, let's just try this Passover. I don't know what I'm doing. I've kind of read a couple people's posts on Instagram. This is what they're doing. I am so thankful I didn't have the perfectionist thought. If I don't know what this all is about, if I don't figure this out 100%, I'm not doing it. Nope, I said my heart is there, Aaron, let's do this. So I quick got a meal together. I made unleavened bread. I mean, it's the simplest. If you already are a bread maker, you're making bread or like biscuits. You know, you just don't have any leaven. It's unleavened. The leaven is a, um, is a example of, pardon me, of sin. So it's a week that we're the Feast of Unleavened Bread is also the same week as Passover. So you are um, getting rid of the sin, repenting. You are, you have a week of examining your life. And that's a little bit of what, what I wanted to talk about. But last year, for example, I 
just did something really simple. And you know, I have a podcast on it. I should listen back to it and see what, what I was doing because that would be interesting to see a year later where I was spiritually and where I was. So you can go listen to that one if you wanted to hear that. But, um, as I've been learning and growing a lot more in God's word and I've been loving it, and I have been reading more of the Old Testament, and it's amazing how much <coughs> in my past I thought it was boring. It comes alive when you want to read it, especially when you pray about it. Lord, give me the yearning. Give me the yearning to want to read your word. Let me hunger for it. We should be praying that every day. And I know there will be lulls. There will be quietness. There will be, Lord... Are you there? Can you can you keep on showing me? Keep on being diligent. Be diligent. And keep reading every day. Listen to really good meaty podcasts or YouTube channels. There's a few that I love that I will share one day that have helped in my growth. Um, <clears throat> but this week, I'm really concentrating. I watched someone's YouTube video about examining my life. This is a week to ask the Lord, is there anything that I'm holding on to? Whether it's from years past that I just, I need out of my life. It's leaven, it's sin. It keeps on growing and growing and I don't know it's there. Am I not forgiving someone? Am I holding on to a grudge? You know, I know we all have sin in our lives. So that's something that I'm doing this week. I'm also cleaning my house a little bit more than I usually do. We've been cleaning on Fridays. Um, as a whole family, it doesn't take us long. We're done before lunch, a good thorough cleaning of the house. I have four kids and they're all put to work. <coughs> the goal is um, you clean on Friday and Saturday is our Sabbath rest day. It's just been a, another beautiful thing into our family and I highly encourage you to do that to take a day of rest, a Sabbath for your family, but also to prepare. That's been the biggest blessing is preparing for a Sabbath is saying, what are we going to eat that day? Stew? Okay, I'm making the stew on Friday while I'm cleaning. Or get all the ingredients in a pot and then all you have to do is turn that thing on in the morning. Um, make a coffee cake the day before so you don't have to make anything the next day. Have cereal for the kids the next day. You know, my kids love cereal because I don't let them have it. <laughs> they think it's the greatest thing. Oh, I remember that. I actually grew up that way too. I couldn't have cereal. So I, I love their faces when they see cereal. Um, is So this week I am cleaning and I'm also reminded this is a spiritual cleaning too. In my life, I'm praying for my husband and my kids. And I'm also praying if we need to invite anybody, Lord, place it on our heart if we're supposed to have a family here. I'm not sure yet if we're doing it on our own or with somebody. Some years are different. Some, I think last year we had uh, venison, wine, and unleavened bread, and a few other things. This year, I found a lamb farmer. I got lamb in the freezer, and boy, am I excited for that. I planned a menu, which it's pretty simple, but it's just special enough that we don't have those things. Usually, it's a tabbouleh salad, you know, that's... Uh, cracked bulgur wheat and um, I think it's a Middle Eastern dish. I actually grew up with it and I didn't like it. And of course now as an adult, I like it. 
So it's parsley and lemon juice and cucumbers and tomatoes. And then I found a dish uh, dessert. It has berries and apples, um, unleavened bread, and then lamb. And then we'll have wine and then grape juice for the kids. Um, and then we plan on reading some scripture, lighting some candles. And I remember last year being so moved by the Holy Spirit. So moved when we sat at the table. I knew we were doing something right. I knew that if we were the only one amongst our entire friends, which we are, (laughs) that celebrates this, I am okay with it because the Lord will lead and guide you to where you need to be if we are obedient. So if he is leading you somewhere, be obedient. Even if it's the unknown, he is leading you for a reason. He's leading you out of Babylon. We need to get out of Babylon. So there's blessings in his word when and when we obey it. So Jesus, our Messiah, he is our Passover lamb. Passover also, um, if you read Exodus, it's just the most wonderful story about Moses. You know, Moses, he was called... The most unlikely person is called to grab all the Israelites out of Egypt because they've been been in prison for 400 years. One of the plagues that was put upon the Egyptians because they were not being obedient and neither was Pharaoh the king was a plague of the firstborns being killed. And Moses told the Israelites, the believers um, in Yahweh, in God Almighty, um, to put blood around their doorposts, pass over. And so they put blood over their doorposts and on their sides of their doors. And as the death angel came and killed the firstborns of the Egyptians because they were a part of the evil, evilness of Pharaoh, um, that death angel passed over those Israelites home that had the blood on their doorposts, pass over. It's also what Jesus is celebrating near his death. Um, I am honestly just learning this with you, okay? So if I get something a little bit off, I am still trying to research if he ate Passover right before he passed away. I mean, (laughs) passed away before he was killed on the cross or if it was celebrated right after. Um, I've been reading so much. I'm just um, trying to comprehend it all. And what helps me is to write it down. Um, Okay, so one thing I want to just tell you quick is um, people will ask, is Passover Jewish? Exodus 12, 11, I'll put some of these notes in here. Um, it is in the scripture of Exodus 12, 11, to answer is Passover Jewish. It says it is the Lord's Passover. Why didn't I get this out? It is the Lord's Passover. It is his. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Exodus, I'm just going to read it. Exodus 12. <coughs> Excuse me, I should have brought my tea over here. Exodus 12, 11. Now, um, <clears throat> um, it is the Lord's, okay, this is the end of 12, 11. It is the Lord's Passover. It doesn't say it is the Jewish Passover. 
It says, it is the Lord's Passover, for I shall pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you or destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord. To the Lord. Throughout your generations. Throughout your generations. Does that mean it's past or it's done with? No. As a statute forever. You shall keep it as a feast. This day shall be a memorial day. And you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. As a statute forever. You shall keep it as a feast. Isn't that beautiful? Made me tear up. It's the Lord's Passover. Um, Passover has been fulfilled. Okay, I took notes on a YouTube video, and I'm going to share this eventually here, who it all is and who I like listening to. Does um, Passover has been fulfilled? That was a question by somebody. Does fulfill mean to be done away with? Didn't Jesus fulfill all the love while he was here on earth? Does that mean his love is done away with, filled? So if we view um, Jesus' love was just fulfilled here on earth, that means it's it's done away with? That, that doesn't make sense, does it? Jesus' love isn't done away with. So if we think Passover has been fulfilled, that means Passover has been done away with? No, fulfill means to fill up. To fill up. <clears throat> Isn't that meaningful? When I learned that about fulfilled means fill up instead of to be done away with. I think we have um, gotten confused over time, don't you? So just like Jesus' love isn't fulfilled, done away with, that, it, that does not mean the same thing. Fulfilled means to fill up. His love continues. It is not done away with. So... It's okay to re-examine where you're at. Pray about it. Really, if you want to do one thing, you start praying and asking the Lord to reveal you th things. Start talking to your husband about things. And if you're already selling pass uh, celebrating Passover, I hope I can learn from you too. Um, feel free to email me. I made it a new email address so it would be easier for you guys to connect with me. Joyhomestead at gmail.com. Feel free to email me. Talk to me. I would love to learn things from you, vice versa. Um, thank you for letting me share my heart. Um, I just wanted to share a little bit about what um, I've been doing this week leading up to Passover. So I got to skedaddle and go get my daughter. So thanks for being a part of my life. Um, I really cherish you guys as you're listening. I view you as you're right by me in my kitchen cutting potatoes. So I have supper all laid out on the cutting board. And I will put this in the oven when I go and pick up my daughter and when I'm home. So I have a meal ready. All right. We'll talk to you soon.